Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, I want to say this. I want to specifically talk to our listeners in Missouri, right? You could be, we're on all over Missouri. Let me just say, I, I love Missouri. They have a big part of my heart from St. Louis. I mean, I could just, I could list every city in Missouri. But I, I, this morning as I wake up, I'm kind of grossed out by, by you. Uh, because apparently peanut butter on a burger is a Missouri thing. Ooh, that sounds interesting. No, 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 not woo. Why? That sounds disgusting. I'll try it. Put it, oh, oh, that sounds disgusting. We're not putting that on a wheel, but we put a chocolate-covered cicada on a wheel. Now we're talking. Okay, spin the wheel. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat a hamburger eat it. No with problem. peanut butter. Oh, this doesn't sound disgusting to you? No, no way, dude. I bet it's awesome. Okay, here's everything you need to know about this dish. Crispy bacon, jalapenos, perfectly cooked hamburger patties, all topped with peanut butter. Yum. Yum. <laughs> bacon and peanut butter. That is disgusting. I, I hate peanut butter so much. It does not. I hate it, period. I don't like it. Teamed with meat, mm-hmm. I don't like peanut Bones, butter. Bones, is this something where like you grew up this way and you haven't tried this in like thirty years? Maybe you should try it again. Maybe your palate's changed a bit. Yeah, because you I, like almond butter. I do, but I hate the smell of peanut butter. But you like peanuts. Yeah, I do. I like peanuts. I like peanuts. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I like. Makes I, no I, sense. I like peanuts and I like butter. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you put them together, eh, eh, I'm out. You guys are cool with the peanut butter burger. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I try it. I'm not putting it on a wheel because you guys like it too much. What did we ever do with the cicadas we didn't eat? Uh, they're still in, by Scuba's uh, computer. I walk by them every day and I'm like, ah, Ray had to eat that. I mean, we give it another go this week? No. I think we're good. Oh, boy. No, we're good. I mean, we, can, we can give it one more shot. Ugh. Is Ray back on the wheel, though? But does Ray know? Because no, Ray doesn't care. He already fun. had one. He didn't yeah. care. We lost the hot chip, too, for the hot chip challenge. Oh, we have another oh hot chip? Oh, no, we just keep, <laughs> we're like, what, what is this? We, we don't have any other segments. We just keep recycling yeah, old come ones. come on. That's trash. Oh, man. like, that's a problem. Miss Lunchbox versus Amy for 10 years. Oh. Just tell me something good for 20 years. Oh. Recycling bits. Oh, morning corny. Yeah. Oh. Hey, it's a different corny every time. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Okay, fruit. <laughs> I mean, occasionally I might redo one from a few years. Uh, what does a jalapeno say when he gets up no. in your business? Yeah. Jalapeno, jalapeno business. No, yeah. We've was... heard that one 10 times over the years. <laughs> okay. Don't be hitting us yeah, with recycled. Sorry you've heard that yeah. in events when I'm put on the spot <laughs> yeah. to tell hey, a joke. Guys. Yeah, Y'all going what's, hard. <laughs> what's a pirate's favorite movie? I don't know what, but it's rated R. We know them all, Amy. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get, to, well, today's show should be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's time to reach into the mailbag and pull out a letter. Let's see. Let me reach in here. Got one. Hit that music, Ray. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I'm looking to get a little dancing advice. My fiance and I are getting married in October. We decided to take dance lessons for our first dance. Our song is Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs. And here's a clip of that song for those that have lived in a cave and haven't heard it. Here you go. I'm needing to become more assertive and take the lead in dancing. This goes against my personality, especially since the dance in general is out of my comfort zone. We're having a larger wedding, and we'll say dancing doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. But I'm still having fun. I'm getting more comfortable by the week as we continue our lessons. On Dancing with the Stars, how did you become comfortable taking the lead, especially given that you were dancing with a professional? Any advice is much appreciated. We love listening to the show. Thank you, Dylan. I never got comfortable with taking the lead, but I just practiced. I mean, that's the key here. Just keep going to these classes. 
That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. They're even taking a class. That's yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna enjoy the time you spent taking this class in a different way than your first dance. You're really not gonna learn anything that's gonna carry you on for the rest of your life. And the first dance, you could literally just get out there and sway. Because as we talk about ours, Mike, you just went through this. Yeah. You're mostly just using that first dance, not so people can see your moves. No. <laughs> but to just spend time together out there hearing a song that you love. Yeah, and take it in. So I'm going to give you a, a two prone here. Number one is the first dance isn't about people watching you dance well. So one, if you get out there and you fall on your face, who cares? If you're terrible, who cares? It's not about that. But two, the fact that you're going and you are practicing, you're gaining so much from this time together. You're going to get better just by practicing, and I, I applaud you for doing that. Um, now, Mike D., you weren't comfortable dancing. No, I wasn't. You practiced. I practiced the song a few times just to get down that I wouldn't embarrass myself. And you know what? Not a single person watched you dance in the way of, let's just see how his feet are moving. Yeah, once we were there, I didn't even think about it. Right? Yeah. So what advice do you give him who's worried about this? You're just going to live in that moment. You'll remember it. Everybody's there just watching you. They're not going to care about your dance moves. They're not watching you dance. They're watching you dance. But they're not watching your dance. Yeah. They're going, wow, look at this. Look how special this is. These two people just got married. You don't even have to pick your feet up. If you and her just wanted to sway, people would be like, well, that's an interesting approach. But isn't that beautiful? (laughs) So don't put too much pressure on yourself, Dylan. Don't compare it to me on Dance with the Stars because I never got used to it. I hated it at all. Love the experience, hated dancing because I wasn't ever good at it. But it's not about being good at it. So good luck. You're going to kill it. And it's not about how good you dance. It's about you just going out there and, and living in the moment. Feel good about that advice, Mike? Yep. How often did you guys practice? Probably about four times. And did you play the song? Yeah, I played the song and then just went through the dance moves. But, but what moves? Because I didn't see a whole lot of <laughs> Some moves. moves. Uh, she mainly needed me to like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Move this way. And then don't step on my feet mainly was the main thing. That's so, the move. Yeah. Don't step on the <laughs> feet. That's the thing. <laughs> so mostly it was this, the back and forth. Yeah, the back step, and forth. Step. And your first dance song was? Please Keep Loving Me by James T.W. Huh. I don't know that song. I heard it, but I don't think I knew it then either. Yeah, it was just, just a special song for us. Is it on? Can you pull it up? I could find it, yeah. Do you remember this song at Mike's wedding? I remember not knowing it. Is that what it was? Yeah, I remember listening and be like, never heard this song. Are you related to the guy? No. Okay. Here it is. Here's some of Please Stop Loving Me. Please Keep Loving Me. Please Keep Loving Me. (laughs) Send out Mike. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're going to dance it out? Yeah. This is pretty, though. I know I have my moments. Where'd you find this song? Uh, my wife found it. One time, like, we had this kind of... We were long distance for two years, so she sent me this song after, like, a really hard goodbye that we had, and it, like, hit me, and, like, I cried when I heard this song because it told our story. Oh, man. Dang. Wow. That's beautiful, Mike. You're yeah. beautiful. More than I deserve. So listen close to these one, two, three, four words. So... Please keep loving me. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Mike, did you talk to her while you were dancing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think everyone kind of does, right? Yeah. I think that's what you do, right? Yeah. Isn't that like, what that moment's about? Not really the dancing, yeah. but about Boom. the special moment and the, the, the bit of personal communication while yeah. people that you love are surrounding you and a song that you love is playing over you. Yeah, it's the moment where everything slows down. You can just take it in, and I took that time to just talk to her. What'd you tell her? 
between them. I'll tell you uh, later. <laughs> hey, uh, Dylan, don't put pressure on you for this dance. That's what we're going to end with. Don't put pressure. Love that you're practicing. Don't put pressure on you for this dance. I got mine coming up. I've tried to teach Caitlin how to do the jive, but she's not into oh, it. I, yeah. know. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, close up that mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I wish I could show our audience a picture. Of? Well, of Nick Offerman, who we're about to talk to. Like, the, the difficulty in radio is you can't show people things. The great thing about radio is I get to be your companion for five hours, right? It's, it's a give-take. But when I say Nick Offerman, do you know who that is? No. Okay. Par- the big bearded guy from Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah. Do, do you know who that is? I'm picturing him now, yes. Like blondish hair? Like grayish. And he's married to Megan Mullally, who was on Will and Grace, who yeah. was the loud neighbor. Uh-huh, I know who that is. Okay, let me show. Here's Nick Offerman. Because he's about to be on here. He was a real moody character. Yeah, Parks he was like the, <laughs> Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. Oh, yeah, but I know exactly who that is. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of was picturing someone a little different, but now I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. If you want to Google who he is right now. That pull helps. over. Yeah. Pull over. <laughs> but you'll know him immediately. I know him from Parks and Rec I'm a massive fan. We're going to talk about the show Making It, which he hosts on NBC on Thursday nights. So hopefully you guys will check that out. But here he is, Nick Offerman. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Nick Offerman. Hey, Mr. Offerman, Mr. Nick. I don't know what to call you because I'm a huge fan, but I'm super pumped you're on the show. Well, thank you. I'm a big fan of yours as well. Whenever you would come on American Idol, I would yell, Bobby Bones. (laughs) Well, let me start with the question that that I want to ask because I do want to get to your new show. But, you know, I would watch you as Ron Swanson. Do people ever just go, Ron, out in public from Parks and Rec? Yeah, uh, sadly, they call me Ron more than they call me anything else. And how do you feel about doing so good at your job that people call you by that name more than they do Nick or Mr. or whatever you prefer to be called? Well, I, I, uh, I, you can call me Jackass or Nick. Uh, Mr. Offerman was my grandfather. He was the mayor of Manuka, uh, my hometown. But I, I take it as a compliment, sort of just as you put it. If, if my work was effective enough that they think I'm that guy, then that means uh, my college should be proud. <laughs> You're doing this show called Making It, which is why we have you on today. And not only are you hosting the show, but you're also, you got a big title. You're, you're a fancy executive producer, which means you control the show as well. Um, you're also with Amy Poehler on this show. So when you're working with somebody, and I can ask her the same question, that is also so funny, is it sometimes hard to get stuff done because the other person that you're working with is is so freaking hilarious? Well, uh, in, in, in a way, it can be, but we've been working together for so long that when we were younger, we sort of got the, uh, the inefficiencies out of the way where we would, uh, we would be overindulgent and just keep cracking each other up and, and laughing, and the boss would have to say, okay, you guys, you know, we've only got so many hours. There's only so many feet of film in the camera. And by now... We, you know, we said okay. So now we we are efficient with our with our jackassery. We'll make each other laugh, but then we'll say okay, let's get this shot. So we're, we've become good. Maybe that's how you become an executive producer: is you learn to find the right balance. Talk about this show for a second, and what exactly the the, the creatives are doing on this show. Well, it, it's just, that's my favorite part of the show. Really, is 
the amazing things that the the genius of crafters can come up with. Each of these people is is it's their own different like fairy or elf or magical wizard creature, and you, you give them all a box of popsicle sticks and a, and a ball of twine, and they all build just entirely different universes. Um, and and that's what it's about. Uh, you know, Amy and I love to be smart asses and like celebrate these talents while we're like making each other laugh and hopefully making the audience laugh. And that just makes it a, a dream job. Um, there's so much negativity in the world these days. It, it feels nice to bring uh, a full dose of just positive medicine into people's homes. So making it features craftspeople that are good with making different things with their hands and they're competing for money. And I, as someone, and I've watched you do woodworking before as I'm a fan, Nick, I'm just going to admit it. I'm a super fan. So just let me, I'm just going to indulge myself in a few questions here as someone, as you're doing woodworking, but you see other people coming in and doing this at times, are you more of a fan of them than they are you because of what you also enjoy? Yeah. You know, I I don't, I'm not a, a, like a shiny movie star. You know, I've never been like an obvious, uh, my my whole life, I don't walk into a room and people go, "Oh my God, it's Brad Pitt," or you know something like that. And so, I generally don't assume people are my fans or that they're familiar, especially with my woodworking. Um, and my and my woodworking, while I'm very proud of it, is more conventional. Like I I I built some canoes, but I didn't design them. I built them off of a, a brilliant crafter's designs. And so when I see these people on our show making these things that they're pulling out of their own imaginations, to me, in the world of making, they're the superheroes, and I'm, I'm a mere civilian punching my clock. Nick Offerman's on with us. His new show is called Making It on NBC. It premieres June 24th. It premieres actually tonight. It is on tonight. Yeah. So you, all these dates, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, 8, 7 Central. Um, it's the third season of the show, but you guys watch the episode here. I have three questions left. I'm just going to walk you through what I'm going to ask you about. Your whiskey, one more Parks and Rec questions, and a past movie. Are you okay with those three topics? I'm, I'm happy to be, be with you, sir. All right. I've seen your whiskey on sale at stores for $69. Coincidence or on purpose? <laughs> Uh, they should, right after the price tag should just be a card that says nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was watching, uh, we're the Millers. It was on TBS the other day. You were in that with Jennifer Aniston and, and Jason Sudeikis. When you're filming a big movie like that, and you'd mentioned earlier about you and Amy Poehler, I mean, when you watch other people that are so great at what they do, is it hard not to just crack up? And when you do crack up in a shot, is everybody like, come on, Nick, we almost had it? No, I think, I think part of being a professional is uh, most of the time we keep it together. I think that's one of the required skills. And, and so as long as, as long as you're good most of the time, then once in a while, especially with, with people like Sudeikis or Catherine Hahn, who played my wife, or Amy Poehler, or when I'm working with my wife, Megan Mullally, like, it, it's understandable. Once in a while, you, you're going to bust, and people are pretty forgiving as long as you can then reel it back in and get the job done. All right, one final question as we talk to Nick Offerman. Uh, he's host, executive producer of Making It, which if you like to see stuff made with, hand, with people's hands, it is an amazing show. Uh, my final question is, I'm going to ask you about Chris Pratt, because as being a Parks and Rec fan, was it weird for you to watch Chris the funny 
kind of dopey character at least turn into the ripped Hollywood action star that we see now? It actually wasn't. When I first met him, it was a few years before Parks and Rec started. I met him at a pool party, uh, and I I just thought, like, who is this superhero? Like, why is this guy, he's going to be a superhero someday. And because he has it all. He has the body, but he's also so funny and smart and charming. And so... Parks and Rec was kind of impressive because I was like, now check out the superhero, put on a bunch of weight, and it's so hilarious. But then finally, the superhero kicked in, and I was like, oh, I thought so. So, uh, you know, he just, that guy was was dealt the right uh, hand of cards by Mother Nature. So I'll never be surprised uh, when he pulls off superhuman feats. Well, let me thank you again for spending a little time with us. You guys can follow him on Instagram, at Nick Offerman. The show is making it. Um, it. It is crazy to watch what people do on this show, especially if you like to see stuff built or made. It is a fantastic show. Thank you, Nick, for your time, and uh, maybe one day I'll run into you in, in a fancy place. I hope so, and my, my pleasure. Bobby Bones! All right, there he is. Nick <laughs> Offerman, everybody. Bones. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lauren Elena is releasing her first book. It's called Getting Good at Being You, Learning to Love Who God Made You to Be. Fellow country artist Trisha Yearwood wrote the foreword, and the book will be available on November 2nd. Kane Brown has a new collaboration coming out on July 9th. It's with Black Bear, and it's called Memory. Dirks Bentley talked about having 20 number one songs. You know, when I hear what was I thinking, my first number one, I still feels like yesterday in some ways. It's like when I walk on stage, I feel just like that same kid that, that sung that song. And so so in some ways, nothing's changed. In most ways, everything's changed. It's hard to believe it's been 20 singles. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this little nine-year-old girl, Madeline Stuck. She lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, and her hobby is philanthropy. Of course. She's dedicated to giving back to all kinds of causes. Over the years, through her lemonade stand, she has helped support firefighters, police officers. She's created care packages for cancer patients. But this year, her lemonade stand is helping a group that teaches kids how to swim. Not only that, she's helping sponsor some students to make sure they have access to musical instruments for lessons. So she's going twofold this year with swimming and music, which is really awesome because a lot of kids without people coming along to help wouldn't be able to have the resources to do this. Hello, kid's awesome. She's only nine. She's only nine. That kid's awesome. She says it's important to help spread kindness, period. I agree with that. What's Mm -hmm. her name again? Yeah, Madeline Stuck. Madeline Stuck. I don't know if you ever hear this, but if you do, you're a good kid. Keep it up. We're proud of you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Eddie, the oldest on our show. 42 years old. Versus Morgan, the youngest on our show. 27 years old. Answering trivia questions about each other's generation. It's elder versus millennial. Let's meet our competitors. Up first, he's a dad of four. I call him the Hispanic who don't panic. He's from the Rio Grande Valley, and he's known to ruin a TV finale. Oh. It is producer Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. His opponent. She runs all our digital. She's a vegetarian from Wichita. She doesn't eat meat cooked. She doesn't eat meat raw. It's Morgan number two. (laughs) There we go. Let the games begin. Eddie, your three questions that Morgan will know the answer to. Here we go. Come on. 
What was the last book in the Harry Potter series? Easy. Yeah. The Sorcerer's Stone. That is incorrect. What's the last book in the Harry Potter series, Morgan? There's so many. I think it's... Nah, I think it has to do with Pakistan. Pakistan? Pakistan. I, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it, it looks like that. The word looks like that. Uh, um, um, Harry Potter and the Prince of Azkaban. Azkaban! Prince oh. of Azkaban. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. That is incorrect. Dang. It is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Oh. oh. Question number two. Eddie, how many Spice Girls were there? Let me see. There was Ginger Spice. There was Scary Spice. Oh, boy. Happy Spice? You could be confusing dwarves with Spice Girls this time, <laughs> but it's up to you. Hold on. Uh, I think there's five. I don't, know, I don't know if I can name them. Oh, Posh. Of course, Posh. Spice, Ginger, Scary, Athlete, Sporty Spice. Let's go five. You're missing one. But the answer is five. Oh, thank That's goodness. Correct. Who was I missing? Mel B is Scary Spice. Mm-hmm. Mel C is Sporty Spice. Emma Button is Baby Spice. Baby! Jerry is Ginger and Victoria was Posh. Got him, though. There you go. Eddie, what was the name of the boy band that also started Nickelodeon's TV series under the same name? Here is a clip of their song, Boyfriend. What was the name of the boy band that started in a Nickelodeon TV show under the same name? That's them singing Boyfriend. That's them right there. Mm-hmm. Let's go with O-Town. O-Town is mm-hmm. incorrect. Mm-hmm. Morgan, you can steal. I believe it's Big Time Rush. Big Time Rush is correct. Wow. Never heard of them. Good one. So the score is one to one as we go over to the other category. Morgan, these are all questions a little older than you. Morgan, what's the name of the princess who is kidnapped by the evil Bowser? In multiple Mario video games, Princess Diaries. Oh no, 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 Princess Peach. Oh, Princess, Princess Diaries <laughs> is your answer. Yeah. You said it matter of fact. Princess Diaries. Princess Peach. Why did I say that out loud? Yeah, that's brutal. That's. It doesn't even make sense. It's a funny thing. <laughs> I was just talking <laughs> in my head. Um, Eddie, you can steal. Well, she said it. It's Peach. It's oh. Peach, and then she gave it up too. Oh, yeah, terrible. I, I feel. I feel like was she she declaring she was in? Sometimes we that talk was a very through. declarative. Okay. Princess Diaries. All right. Mm-hmm. Mike, don't you feel that? Yeah, I looked so at my judge. If she had gone like this, if she had talked about it like, oh, is it Princess, Princess Diaries? Diaries? Yeah, then it wouldn't count. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Oh man. She came screaming out, Princess Diaries. <laughs> Which makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but Morgan, what Michael Jackson music video features him turning into a werewolf? I'm not gonna say things loud anymore. I think it's thriller where they're doing I because I'm pretty sure we did a dance to that. See, this I is cheered. all acceptable here. Thriller. This is, all the talk is fine. Yeah, thriller. Thriller. Thriller is correct. Woo! Okay. And here's a clip of thriller in case you're wondering. <laughs> Morgan, if you get this, you win again. Okay. And you're dominating. I could have won if I didn't yell. I'm so stupid. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. When you- <laughs> That's the elder right there. What 1980s synth pop duo wore red pyramid hats on their heads? They had a hit called Whip It, which you'll hear right here. Does that sound familiar to you? The, the song does, yeah. I don't think that I that band name is going to come to me, though. 
There's, uh, we've talked about like Aha. We talked about uh, the Eagles, the Beatles. Yeah, go that, go that. Way. <laughs> Chase that. Uh, Follow that down the trail. We had Hanson on the show. I don't think it was Hanson. Oh man. Aha. Aha. Great guess. Incorrect. Oh. Eddie for the win. Can you name that band? <sighs> is it the Beatles? I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to go with Devo. Bro. It is Devo. That's Devo. right. Eddie is the yeah! winner. He's back in. Woo! You're down three to two in the series. That's okay. I'm still back, though. She she could have won this thing had she not yelled Princess yes. Diaries and then given the answer out after that. Yes. I feel so stupid. Tactical error. You'll get them next time. There he is. Our winner, Eddie. Yay! Our winner and elder versus millennial today. I'm getting married in a couple of months. I think it's going to be... A great time, obviously. Looking forward to the actual wedding. Really looking forward to the marriage. And so everybody on the show is coming to the wedding. But someone has done what someone does and pulled me aside and said, hey, I think you should know what Lunchbox has been talking about behind the scenes. And and I don't know that you're doing it or if you're just goofing around, but people are now ratting on you. Of course they are. Everybody has big mouths, Eddie. No, oh, I'm not saying it was Eddie. It actually wasn't Eddie. Thank you. It Amy? wasn't Eddie. It, no, it's someone you wouldn't expect around here, about. one of your allies. Yeah. But this person said that you were considering basically scalping a ticket to my wedding for somebody. Uh, <laughs> There's no tickets to the wedding, but that's what I'm saying. Like he he would let someone pay him and he would get he would take someone in with him. Unbelievable. I have been offered, like people have been reaching out on Instagram talking about how much they would pay me if I could get them into the wedding. And so then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, man, that's not a bad deal because Bobby's going to have people at his wedding. You don't know who I'm going to have at the wedding. Exactly. I don't know who you're going to have at the wedding. <laughs> so, Not exactly. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but but there could be someone in the back, and Caitlin would be like, oh, that must be Bobby's cousin. And Bobby would be like, oh, that must be Caitlin's cousin. And they have no idea, and I've got the $1,000 in my pocket. Uh, someone offered you $1,000? Yeah. One guy from Florida said him and his wife hadn't been to a wedding in two that's years. two of people. Yeah, how are you going to get <laughs> What's two up? people? Well, that's two people. And the one's not even okay. And he was like, look, man, it would re- mean the world to us. We are huge fans. We, w- we won't make a scene. It, it would be our first vacation since, you know, the pandemic, our first wedding in two years, and my wife really needs this, and I want to do something special for her. <laughs> and I was like, man, a 1000 bucks ain't bad. And I had someone hit me up and say they wanted to pay me 250 they're like, I just come by myself. Don't worry. I'll sit in the back. Won't say anything. Won't take a picture. Just want to be there. So I thought, hey, man, this is kind of a business deal. Well, this is the question that the person asked me. They said, would Lunchbox get fired if he did this? Ooh. Fired? Good How question. can you get fired for going to a wedding? I don't think it's going to a wedding. I think it's sneaking people in and charging them money. It's the betrayal. What if I tell my wife to stay home and I bring one of them? Well, your wife's already on the RSVP. And we've had to turn away people because – we capped it. We've had to turn away people that we even know because we're like, we can't. Turn away? Yeah, people are like, hey, I've had people awkwardly go, hey, I'm coming to the wedding, right? Oh. And I'm like, mm-mm. Oh. I don't even really know. It'd be people that I met like twice. Hey, am I, any chance I'm coming to the wedding? No, you're not. Oh, that's awkward, man. It stinks. <laughs> it's even weird when they ask. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And then other people are like, hey, I'd like to bring, you know, a couple of my kids. We're like, we're not having kids at the wedding. So that's what I mean by turn away. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we've had to turn away people that we know, not our friends with, but that we know. So if this happened, that would be awful. It, it, it might be bad, but let's say they give me 1000 I give you 200 to help you, you know, cover the cost. Okay. Uh, would Lunchbox get fired, yes or no? Yes. You think yes? 100%. I go first, yes. I, I mean, that's, that's terrible. I go probation, probably. Really? What's probation mean, though? I don't know. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to define that. I don't know. Spank. <laughs> Amy wants to spank me now. Okay. Ray Mundo, if but... Lunchbox did this, would he be fired? I definitely have a meeting with Rod and some of the up aboves. I don't believe he'd be fired, but there would be a lot of talks that went on. Yeah. Like, I think there would be something. Don't but... do it, by yeah. the way. Don't, don't, don't test do it. it out. Don't sell a ticket to my wedding. Hey. No, I, hey. No, hey. I didn't come up with this idea. Someone approached but me. But you're talking about it in the yes, back rooms, like, hey, what if we really did this? That's how it got to me. Right. I was. I was yes. throwing it out there to see what people thought, you know, throughout feelers, see if anybody wanted to help me with the sneak process. Like, if they could tell me what the catering uh, outfits looked like. Can so, you imagine Lunchbox dresses oh, someone up like a caterer oh, and gosh. sneaks them in? <laughs> Don't do oh. it. But would you fire him? That'd be like the ultimate wedding crasher Bones, situation. This is ultimate betrayal is what this is. How is it betrayal? Someone sharing in your happiness is not betrayal. You know that he doesn't want a stranger into I mean, that it actually be kind of No, epic. don't encourage him. <laughs> See, See, don't mean, encourage him. What a great story. Don't encourage him. Like two, two months later, I'm like, hey, guess what? Yeah. That, that caterer, he wasn't a caterer. <laughs> yeah, got he him. He was Billy from Florida. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to hold back on my answer. Okay. I don't think I'm going to answer that. But that's what's been happening in the back rooms. All I will end this segment with Lunchbox is know who your friends and enemies are around here. Yeah, there's no friends Because I think here. somebody betrayed you by telling Obviously, me. Obviously. I thought that was my secret. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't ever talk out loud. That's the don't, Around here, never talk out loud because <laughs> it might get on the radio. A New Hampshire man is lucky to be alive after being accidentally shot in the head by his young nephew. Ooh. Milton police said the eight-year-old was shooting at chipmunks. When the bullet ricocheted and hit the guy. Aww. Wait, what? A part that was all like, see, like cute all, like the, it's the, like all like in the head. But what the, was the cute? chipmunk was getting shot. At. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about the chipmunk. <laughs> did it? No. Oh. Who cares about the chipmunk? Yeah, didn't okay. think twice about it. Okay. The guy got shot in the head with a ricochet bullet, and you're going on the chipmunk? Because he was shooting at you. By his little nephew. It's not Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, Amy. <laughs> okay, speak for yourself. I have a relationship with the chipmunks in my backyard. Oh I think Amy talks to these animals way more than we know, guys. <laughs> I do. Yeah, she is crazy. It's gotten personal. <laughs> the injuries were not life-threatening in what officials are calling a freak accident. Right. No charges are expected to be filed. Before you ask, the police chief noted it's not against the law for anyone to teach a child how to shoot a gun and then take them hunting, even at eight years old. Yeah, well, can we practice shooting at some aluminum cans? No, they were really trying to shoot chipmunks. Okay. Like, this wasn't practice. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Chris Stapleton is now charging $600 for a cameo video. Wow. But there's a catch. All of the proceeds will be going to charity. Outlaw state of kind. I don't feel like that's what is defined as a catch, Amy. I think they're... Like, oh. I think you can pay for it and you get it. And the good thing is yeah, the good he doesn't thing. keep the money. That's oh. that's not a catch. Well, and there's a catch to where your money goes. I mean, you get like, screwed. It's yeah. The, it's the catch to my story. The catch, the catch would be if you maybe get one, you maybe don't. Not the money goes to charity. Okay. I also like uh, the charity outlaw state of kind. Oh, yeah, but yeah. all that was lost when you went, but there's a catch. <laughs> It, it's his brother, Will Stapleton. <laughs> you, may be, you may be helping people. <laughs> <laughs> we take food away from food banks. That's the catch. I no. just meant that it was, my, it was the catch to the story. I was trying to lure you uh. in with the fact that Chris Stapleton was charging $600 for a cameo. But then I, I think the story <laughs> with the catch would be, hey, Chris Stapleton's doing cameo and all the money goes to a charity, but there is a catch. It costs $600. <laughs> 
Okay, you tell the story how you <laughs> want to tell it, and I'll tell it how I want okay, to tell it. Okay, go what ahead. What pile is this? You're right. Go ahead. Okay, so this couple was invited to a barbecue and to attend, like it was a bunch of friends, but they were charged $55 to cover meat, vegetables, dessert, and soft drinks, not including alcohol. But the problem is they got there and they were barely like served a decent amount of food and just everything was just a little bit weird and they felt like they had contributed a large amount. And so this husband and wife or this couple, they completely left the party and then of course posted about it online and people are going back and forth with the debate of like, can you host a barbecue and charge people for it? Well, there's a catch. You got to (laughs) pay to go to the barbecue. All right. No, no. I mean, don't have a, don't have a party for people if you're going to charge them. Right? Yeah. Unless it's a potluck and they bring their own stuff. Right. I was going to suggest that you do that. Or if you're close enough to these friends, you're having a get together and you could say like, hey, I'm happy to host at my house, but could everybody pitch in like 10 bucks? But $55? That's like eating out at like a super nice a restaurant. Yeah. Like what in the world? Yeah. That's like Ruth Chris stuff. All right. Okay, what else? So, you know, we have this debate on the show of like when to mow a yard. I think we even get like mailbags about it. Like, I, like I is it too early in the morning mm-hmm. type thing? Yeah. Well, now I have have when is the best time to mow your yard based on like what it's doing to your grass and like whether or not mold or different things are going to grow. So here's the deal. The best time is 9 a.m. and then 5 p.m. That's your option. You know, I know you're telling this story, but there's a catch. This is the most boring story I've ever heard in this pile. (laughs) Well, why? It came from lawn care experts. Exactly. I like it. Okay. Some people might not know that if you mow at a certain time and your grass is still wet from the duo. You're really fighting for it. I love it, though. No, I love the effort. No, I'm going to tell I think, you. Because I think halfway through the story, you were like, uh-oh. Okay, if you mow too early and there's dew mm-hmm. on your grass, it could clog your mower. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we know that. that. I mowed yards for a living. <laughs> Everybody that's mowed a yard knows that. Amy, for those that can't see, Amy's got her forehead in her palm realizing that she's just trying to fight out of this paper bag at now this listen, point. Listen, I thought it would be a good story because we have had the debate on the show multiple times, but I do realize that people are calling in to say, is it appropriate to have a mm-hmm. mower running super early in the morning? They're yeah. not necessarily concerned about clogging their mower. I think the tease for this, which we do before the segment is, <laughs> hey, guys, the pile's coming up, but there's a catch. One of the stories sucks. <laughs> hey, it happens. It does if happen. I, I got three stories, uh, five, three stories a show, five uh-huh. shows a week. That's 15 stories. They're yeah. not all going to be winners. I agree. It's how I feel about you guys. I got four people in here. <laughs> <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Since 1984, retired Army veteran William Cutter has been picking up pennies. Wherever he goes, oh, there's a penny. He picks it up, puts it in a jar, and he finally decided to donate them. And he had over 50,000 pennies, and he donated to the House of Heroes. It's a group that repairs and makes improvements to the homes of veterans and retired first responders in need. 50,000 pennies is how many dollars? A lot. 5,000. 50,000 pennies. Think about it. You also pick up pennies yourself. You I pick them up everywhere I go. When I'm around for a walk, I look for money, and I find pennies, quarters, nickels, dimes, and I can't believe people don't spend time to pick up. If you waste your time walking by a penny, you're a moron. Oh, you go with the moron word. Yeah. What, what, what you did you work- do with your pennies once you saved them? I put them in a jar, and then at the end of the year, I count them. But then what do you do with them? Put them in my other jar that has all my change. 
but it's just sitting there still? Yeah. What are you going to do with it at the end? Don't I it, don't know. Donate it? No, probably not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I do it for my retirement fund. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 50,000 pennies is? You, uh, divided by 100. Right. Now, what you'll want to do is, oh, I'll tell geez. you, you were wrong. You're wrong. What you want to do is, this is how I do it in my, because I'm pretty quick with numbers. Naturally, thank God, right? It was given to me. 50,000 and 500. What you want to do is separate two zeros from the 50,000. Because that's how many zeros are in what you're dividing it by. Does that make uh, sense? Uh, take away two zeros. Mm-hmm. So if you have 50,000 and you take away two zeros. Then you just have 50. Nope. <laughs> do it again. Oh, no. Then you just have 500. Right. That's how many dollars you have. So 50,000 divided by 100, you have $500. Oh. Because okay. the hundred has two zeros, so and all you do is take two zeros, zeros away from the fifty thousand, and that's how many dollars you have. Oh, I would. I was like, so I only have five dollars. You want to come tutor no. my kids in math? <laughs> but then I got to add the two zeros back on, guys. <laughs> all right, that's a good story. Good for him. That's a lot of penny picking up. And he donated it too. Yeah, and he said he's going to continue to picking up pennies. There you go. That's what's all about. That was tell me something good. <laughs> Amy, what is Penguin Town? The most amazing new documentary show on Netflix. A show or one movie? It's a show. There's eight episodes, and it is the coolest thing ever. It's called Penguin Town, and they follow penguins, but in, like, such a cool way. Like, they're following these very specific penguins, and they follow their day, like, what they do all day. They even have friends, other critters that join them. They all have names, and the narrator is just so good. Trust me, I went to Rotten Tomatoes to check out the score, and it's 100% positive. This show will just put you in the best mood, and it's for the whole family. Well, to me, penguins only have one voice, and that's the voice of Morgan Freeman. So if he's not part of this... No, he's not. Was that March of the Penguins? Yep, sure was. Yeah, and that wasn't that good. The pink... What? (laughs) I mean, that wasn't that great, right? What did they do? They went to go have babies somewhere else? They live nature. Yeah, I can do without this, I think. Amy, what happens in yours? Is there a storyline? Is there like a hostile takeover of a penguin company or something? <laughs> well, apparently the penguins that they're following are endangered, but they flock together. It shows them finding mates, raising families. They mix again with the locals. Like I said, there's other characters. like They mix with the locals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, does a penguin date a human? And they're like, Ooh. it's real controversial in the bird world. No. Does, does Gargamel <laughs> show up? I'm not joking. I am not joking. Yeah. The penguins, they just made themselves like this little nest thing and they needed to go to the water to fish and find mm-hmm. food or whatever. And they had to go cross back across the street and they stopped and looked both ways. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, it was the craziest thing. <laughs> it's so cute. You just wanted to walk in the street. I think through, through like over generations, like natural selection, the penguins that looked both ways probably lived and the ones that didn't, didn't. <laughs> Good yeah, point. but it was very cool. And to he's like, I couldn't believe it. it. They actually it put food in their mouth. No. Okay, stop. and they chewed. What? Stop. Okay, it's cute. I'm telling you. I, I agree with you. It's probably. I mean, I, I I believe you that I bet it's pretty good. We're just I, giving you a hard time. I don't okay. know, man. I think you're onto something. There was a murder mystery with penguins. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well they are endangered, Eddie. Oh, okay. If there's like a. <laughs> That's true. And, hey, Eddie, that's a mystery. Yeah. I've heard some murder. That's a murder huh. mystery. I, and I don't think it's from getting hit by cars. Um, okay. It's called Penguin Town on Netflix. Yes. Like yeah. I'm telling you, I've never seen a documentary about animals done in this way. It's just very clever. All right. Um, I will not check it out, but maybe some oh listeners will that are watching. No, I'm serious. I bet that's probably going to be good. Cool. I'm, I'm still. Not... I'm watching Loki right now on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, which, by the way, again, I'll mention it. Breaking Bobby Bones has been moved back five days for the release on Disney Plus to July 7th. July 7th. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's get the morning corny in. The morning corny. What do you call a shirt made of corn stalks? What do you call a shirt made of corn stalks? 
A crop top. <laughs> corn st- a crop. Like crop. Yeah, like crop. Got it. Corn's crop a top. crop. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> that was the morning corny. I read this story. Let me shout out Tulsa, Oklahoma. Love it. Mostly because it uh, semi-produced Caitlin, my fiance, who's from Fort Gibson, about 45 minutes from Tulsa. And so when I see a story that's funny, I like to bring it up. They had to rescue a cat that was stuck in a tree with its owner. Had to rescue both from the tree. Oh, no. Apparently, the guy climbed up to try to save the cat, and then he couldn't get down either. Mm. So uh, the fire department had to come and rescue them both out of the tree. It is tough. When you get up a tree, even as a kid, if I'd climb a tree, I'd be like, I can't get down. (laughs) Amy, did you ever climb trees? Uh, Yeah, but I fell out of a tree once. Not too far. I mean, but it always scared me, so then I just didn't. It wasn't my thing. I mean, heights still aren't my thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Got a whole show built around what's not my thing. But uh, that is embarrassing for the guy. Does he have a cell phone with him? I Like, I wonder what happened. Did he have to call? Is it like one of those where a robber gets stuck in the chimney as he's trying to, you know, climb in? <laughs> and the guy just has to call and I want to be like, hey, uh, I need to be rescued in the chimney. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how'd you get there? I slipped. I mean, I, there's not really a story there. Uh, listen to the radio is the number one thing we missed about our commute. A new poll found that listening to the radio is the number one thing people missed about their commute while working from home. 55% of people said they missed singing along to the radio. And I don't care about that. But we do, we all feel very happy that you're listening to the radio again. Yeah, that's awesome. Just a couple of things that we do, just to remind you, at 55 after every hour, we do a segment called Tell Me Something Good. Every Friday, we have a big interview that's called the Friday Morning Conversation around the same time. So hopefully you guys can check that out. Anything else, Amy, for people they have been out the last few months that they should be aware of? I mean, we still do a lot of the same things. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Not I much still, has changed. I still do my joke. I still do my pile. I mean, if people have been out, Bobby's getting married. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's like a huge thing that we're looking forward to in the next couple of months. And yep. then... Um, Eddie did a really long walk and oh, raised like Eddie did from West Virginia to Tennessee. <laughs> made like $285,000 for charity. It was amazing. Yeah, so. Uh, Lunchbox found a wallet. Yeah, and I returned it to the owner and got no reward. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing. All right, everybody's caught up now. Yeah. All right. All right, the game is which one has to go? I'll name you three things. You pick the one that has to go. Um, Friends, The Office, or Seinfeld? Which Ooh. one has to go? Which if you're eliminating them, yeah, this is an easy one for me too. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, I, you're older, so it makes sense. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Because I know which one you're struggling with. You're struggling with giving Seinfeld. <laughs> and Se- Seinfeld can kick rocks. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Seinfeld goes for me, Amy. Seinfeld, bye. Wow. Eddie? Well, then, sorry, friends, get out of here. I okay. like Seinfeld and The Office. Wow. All right. Um, I didn't write this one. This is a Mike D original. Uh, Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, or Keith Urban? Hmm. Wait. Which, which one has to go? Luke Bryan, Chris Stapleton, or Keith Urban? No, I don't like this. Dang, this is tough. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm a, I, Does everybody I, get one pass? I pass. <laughs> no, we got to do this one, guys. Come on. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I like, I like them all a lot. But because I have the closest relationship with Luke, I'm going to say Luke has to go because I can explain myself better to him if he was like, wow. what do you mean? So only because, yeah. No, nah, that's tough. That's a tough one. So you just chose Luke? I had to because I feel like I'm close enough to him to be like, man, it was a bit. Sorry. I, I, just, <laughs> I was just joking. I was, I was joking. just kidding around, man. I was just kidding around. <laughs> Amy? 
Oh, man. Um, okay, I guess I'll go with Keith Urban. <gasps> I feel close wow. enough to him to tell him. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Keith. Eddie? No, I just did eeny, meeny, miny, mo on my paper. Yeah, sure you did. Amy, Eddie? Well, I, okay, so... I- I do like them all. I really do. But I don't hear a lot from Chris Stapleton. If he doesn't have new music, I don't hear from the dude. I don't see interviews, nothing. He kind of goes in hiding. So I'm going to go with Chris. I mean, we're one of the only shows he does. Right. And well, we, we used to. We used to be the only show he did before Eddie said this. Now he's never coming <laughs> on again. Yeah. Yeah, we love all three of them for the record. Uh, how about Biggie, Tupac, or Eminem? Which Ooh. one has to get? Which <laughs> Ooh. Biggie, Tupac, or Eminem? I am, uh, for me, Tupac has to go. Oh, my gosh. You're crazy. Yeah. Because I, listen, if Biggie started today, he would still sound different than everybody else. And obviously, love Eminem. Um, Tupac has to go. Amy? Eminem. Eddie? I don't want to mess with no ghosts, so give me Eminem. Get out of here. I don't want to mess with the wow, dead. Wow, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Raymundo, Scuba Steve, or Mike D? <laughs> what? Raymundo, Scuba Steve, or Mike D? I'm not. They all they're all so valuable yeah. here on this show. It's a tough one. Mike D wrote this one too. In case you guys are wondering, we didn't. Mike D. And since Mike D made it, put us in the situation. I'm picking Mike D just because he put us in an awkward place. Bunk. <laughs> yeah. Amy. I uh, Scuba Steve bye. Wow, she even went bye. Well, afterwards. because it's I, it's awkward. I don't even want to make it a thing. But Mike D and Ray have been with us the longest, yeah. so. You know, latest here, first to go. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie? Man, Scuba and I have spent a lot of good time during our walk, so he's staying. And then Ray's my dude. He's staying. Mike D's quiet. I think I can do without him. I do love oh, Mike no. D. But <laughs> he's quiet, so goodbye. All right, let's do one more. Uh, which one has to go. Pizza, burgers, or French fries? I think that was going to be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all French fries, right, everybody? Yeah, French fries for me. I love French fries, but... Amy's still thinking. Give them to me again. Pizza, pizza French fries, or burgers? Oh, burgers. Really? I'll keep, I like pizza and fries. All right, one more. Old Dominion, Little Big Town, <laughs> or The Chicks? Okay, I'm in. Wow, that was the, fast, Amy. Yeah, it's The Chicks. They won't yeah. even do our show. I the support. Chicks. I support. I've supported them forever, and they won't. They're like, now nah, we're too good for your show. All right. How you feel now? That kicked you off of the uh, pick a three <laughs> game. Yeah. I'm sure. It feels so good, does it? The Chicks. Yeah. Uh, Amy. I mean, yeah, I love the chicks, but I'm... I, Me too. That's why I'm so disappointed in them. But like current stuff, like I'm into, you know, I don't want to kick out Old Dominion for sure or Little Big Town. Eddie? Nah, the chicks. Get them out of here. All right. You don't have to say get them out of here. That's like Amy going, <laughs> Scuba Steve, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> it is no secret I love baths. I try to take one every day. When we were in California, they have a bathtub in the hotel room. Nice. I, no, no, they not, didn't. No, oh, they, they didn't. didn't. No, I yeah, but in. also, I can't believe you take baths in hotel I rooms. I need a bath all the time. Huh. So I went in, <laughs> and I used to need a TV in the right spot. And I still watch the television most nights as I fall asleep. But I don't all the time now. Caitlin's kind of broken me from that. But I need a bathtub. And I walk in, I'm like, where's the bathtub? There was no bathtub. Mm. And so I got back home. We got home last night at like midnight. So I was just grinding to get up this morning at all. But Amy walked in this morning with one of those things you put over the top of your bathtub so you can like work and bath. Mm-hmm. It's like a piece of wood. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's extendable because everybody's bath is different, but it comes yeah. with like extenders on the side. So you pull it out to fit 
your bathtub's needs. I'm fired up. You're going to work in the bathtub? Yeah, I mean, I and never, I'm going to do the show from there tomorrow morning. <laughs> I think there's All right, like we're a... talking to Amy Grant. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> there's a cup holder and everything. Uh, the average parent wastes nearly 4,000 hours of life with brain fog. Brain fog as they raise their kids. A survey of over 2,000 Americans uh, over 30 years old reveals this breaks down to about every year, 219 hours of brain fog inside of parenting. That Amy, sounds do, awesome. Do you ever have brain fog? I mean, yeah, I think that I have it at times, especially if you're dealing with something, a particularly exhausting season. But, I mean, kids go in and out of stuff all the time. I wonder, though, if this is mostly a baby thing. Oh, I'm sure, because you're not getting sleep. Yeah. yeah. Eddie, your thoughts? You've got a bunch of them. Major brain fog all the time. Because? I guess it's the kids. I guess it's just everything going on. But, like, yesterday I was trying to read something, and I just wasn't retaining anything. And I read it ten times. Like this is terrible. I don't. I just. I'm staring at words and I don't understand what they're saying. Is that common for you? No. Oh, that's common for me. <laughs> well, I wonder. And I didn't want to throw it out, but let, let's say you take the SAT or ACT. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was lucky enough to have great comprehension. Yeah. Naturally, didn't do anything to get it. Do you have that where you would read something and you're just like, I have no idea what I read? Yeah. Um, only if I'm on ADD medication can I comprehend it first oh, try. Oh man. And I choose not to take meds, but I have been diagnosed with. ADD. So I know that I, I there's certain things I can do to try to function at a higher level, <laughs> but it is very difficult for me. You know, I was talking to my brother about this because he's the type of brain that like he sees it once and he will remember it forever. And he was like, well, Ames, you know what? Like socially, you remember things I'll never remember. So he's trying to give my brain a compliment. He's like, you'll remember someone's name from 20 years ago and what they wore and what their job was and where they lived. And he's like, I won't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. <laughs> I still wish I would retain it after the first read. Well, I have a bit of hint what he does too. Yeah. Like I struggle with the easy things, but I really dial in and remember all the hard things that I shouldn't. Yeah. Like I'll have meet somebody 10 times and won't remember their name, but I'll know, you know, the, the kind of tennis shoes they had on the first time or their the cousin they mentioned once to me you know, that, that they just talked to on the phone, mm-hmm. you know? So, so but yeah, the, the baby brain fog, I bet is the worst because you're also not sleeping. Yeah. I think that's probably yeah. where a lot of it comes from. On TikTok, there's a time traveler. His handle is live your lie. Mm. He has a dire warning about the future of mankind. He is from 3036. I love time travelers on TikTok because although they're all full of crap, if just one of them isn't, Ooh, that's crazy. What's 3036? The year he's yeah, coming year. from? Yeah. 3036. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the year 2000. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So the self-proclaimed time traveler says he's been to the year 3036 and, quote, you are as free as you're ever going to get right now. According to him, things start going to crap in December of 2052. Wow, it's coming up. Yeah, I'll be old by then, mm-hmm. but I won't be too old. I'll get to experience it. That's when the big blackout happens and all power and internet services stop working, turmoil, riots, you name it. Also, a thousand years from now, the zoos will be filled with cats, dogs, squirrels, and rabbits, which are viewed as exotic animals because there are no really no animals. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, that's interesting. uh, How does he think of that? Well, it's not like it's that. (laughs) I mean, people write books like this all the time. I guess that's true. But what if it's real? (laughs) That'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, the blackout thing sounds real. The black, yeah, the blackout thing's happened a couple times around yeah. here, and like a winter storm. <laughs> yeah. It gets a little cold, my, lose all my power. Uh, last night, Amy had, little, was it this morning or last night you had a little traumatic event happen? Last night, I get out, or yesterday, I get out of the shower, and um, then I encounter the biggest roach you've ever seen 
in your life. Like, I think it's a mutant. Wait, like a cockroach? Yeah. Is there different kinds? I just didn't want to say cockroach. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. I heard about a little whisper on the guns. I don't know. I thought it was a roach was a roach. It is yeah. a I mean, I know there's like hissing roaches. I mean, this one maybe was that because I know those are big. Like, it was the biggest thing I have ever seen. Show and of course, I fingers. Screamed. Do fingers. Show me how big it is. No way. Yeah, y'all. That's like, tennis ball. And its that- antennas or like whatever it has coming out. And then it's like wings. Like, it was nasty. And so I'm like, Okay, I have to take care of this. Sure it wasn't like a butterfly. We're talking about wings and antennas. Yeah, no, butterflies are pretty and they don't scare me. This was disgusting. So I'm thinking I need to trap this somehow because I'm not going to be able to sleep knowing that it's in my bathroom, which is connected to my room. And I I go to like get a, it's too big to squish. Like there's no way. (laughs) No such thing as too big to squish. Oh, no, no, this is too. So I go to see if I can get a cup out of my room to like put it on top of it or something. And by the time I did that, I got back in the bathroom and I saw it scurry across and then it went into my pile of laundry. Oh, (laughs) And then now it's gone and I don't know where it is. And I, yes, I've had trouble sleeping. Like it's not good. I don't know what I'm going to do. So you tried to go cup over the top. It wasn't too big. You needed a bowl. And that's a real cockroach. Listen, it might have been pregnant or something. Okay, now you're creating stories. (laughs) Amy's basically that time traveler on TikTok who just makes up crap. I don't think they get big when they're pregnant, like big belly. This is the biggest cockroach you've ever seen. And it's pregnant, and now it's laying babies in my closet, on my clothes. And I'm not touching that pile of clothes. No way. So now now I'm going to have a bunch of, I'm basically a home to some roaches. Pay your daughter. To what? To go and go through the clothes. She, okay. I paid Mike D 10 bucks last night to wait for my bag at the airport when I went home. You did. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. Well, let me tell you what happened. Uh, Hold on. That's funny. We were flying back. We didn't get back till midnight last night. Obviously, I got to be up at 4 to see, but Caitlin had a flight out at like 4.15 this morning, and that bag took half an hour. Oh, yeah, true. And yeah. I was like, hey, dude, I'll give you 10 bucks if you want to hang out with this bag. If not, we're going to wait for it, but I need to get Caitlin home. And he's like, yeah, no problem. You know, there was a long line for the cars coming anyway, so we waited for the bag, and I've been mowed him ten bucks. And Sweet, I would have done it. And he brought the bag in this morning when he came in, right? Wow. Yep. Oh, that, 10 bucks. oh, that's why the luggage is at the I door. Saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is Bobby's luggage here? It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Fourteen-year-old Nathan Adams has always wanted a job, but he's too young. But his grandpa, he was a veteran, and he died in February. So he said, you know what? I'm going to start a lawn mowing company. I don't have to be 16 to legally do that. And the neighborhood found out. So they're like, ooh, uh, one of the guys, he works for Lowe's. He's like, I'm going to hook you up with a brand new lawnmower so you can start your lawnmower company. And so since his grandpa was a veteran, he says he's going to start with 50 yards and mow 50 veterans yards. Oh, wow. That's his first goal and see where he goes from there. Listen, great story. Sounds like a good kid. I had the same mentality when I was 11 or 12. I couldn't go get a job at a store or a restaurant so I did the same thing. I mowed yards and raked leaves. And we just knock on doors. Do, 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 do. do you need your leaves raked? And most times they didn't. And sometimes I would do it anyway as like a oh first one free. Oh. <laughs> I'd go do like part of the, the front yard. Be like, be like, hey, I know you don't want it, but this one's on me. If you ever need me, hit me back. That's not a bad deal. And most times it would turn into actual work. Yeah. So uh, good for that, kid. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> What's happening, friends? We'd love for you to call us. 877 877- 77 Bobby 877 77 B O B B Y. That's way too long of a jingle for that phone number. Yeah. All right, let's go over and get in the big stories. 
Bobby's Big Stories. A seven-year-old, I'm going to repeat this again because I need everybody to hear just how important this is. A seven-year-old is okay after stealing their, their dad's vehicle. Oh. And then crashing it 10 houses down the road. Okay, oh. wow. How did they even reach the pedal? The family told the news the boy snuck the keys around noon while his dad was sleeping. Dang. We do have a clip coming up in a second from the neighbor. His joyride through the neighborhood lasted about 10 houses before he hit a neighbor's <laughs> car, then a tree, oh, then no. landed the vehicle on its side <gasps> by a what? playground. Oh, he was hauling. Here, wouldn't you, if you were stealing when you were seven? <laughs> at, at seven? Man. I'd go straight pedal to the metal. Because <laughs> you'd seen it on TV or a video game. Wow. Here is a neighbor that witnessed the whole incident. They're rebuilding the park, and if it would have been fully rebuilt, there might have been kids there. Extremely fortunate. It would really sadden me to have a kid hurt. Wow. He is okay. After the crash, he walked back to the house to tell his family about it. Mm. The fire captain and police confirmed there is no major injury. No other kids were at the playground. Like, ho- what hopefully happens here is this this is just a hilarious story in 10 years. Right. But, I mean, what happens to a 7-year-old that steals a car? So, what's the punishment? Yeah. Because, like, did they know you're not supposed to do that? Sounds like driver's wait- ed. You start him earlier. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Like he's ready to go he's, now. This kid's ready. Because it's not like you ever have to tell. You don't sit down. Not many people are proactive and like, hey, this is my car. You don't ever drive it. Do not steal my car. Yeah. Like, but, you don't say that dad, to dad, you never told me not to steal it and exactly. drive it down the road. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could see mm-hmm. that happening. And then what do you do? They didn't know. Remember the story we talked about about the spectator who caused a massive crash at the Tour de France bicycle race? Yes. Yeah. For her, signed for her grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she turned herself in. She's accused of involuntary causing injury and putting the life of others at risk. Mm. A four-day search happened, and the woman was arrested. Today's Thursday, right? So yes. today's Thursday. So it rested yesterday. Um, but you, did you guys see the video yeah. of her trying to get that kid, that sign on TV? And then I mean, everybody goes. It was a pile up. I watched a lot, like over and over and over. And she does seem like she's surprised and she's really scared afterwards. Like, yeah, so- that's why she ran from the law. But then now, does she have like? Uh, is she a fugitive? Because she no, ran. The, I, oh, she's still not okay. So she's Her not a fugitive f- right now. Right. Okay. She got caught. But I mean, right. are there extra charges because they had to spend four days of resources looking for her? I think because it's in France, they just hit her with a croissant and go, "We're all good." Oh, okay. <laughs> croissant. Oh, oui, oui. You are now in trouble. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, oh well, I think he's canceled. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, we'll talk I'm about not him. sure about Pepe Le Pew. I don't know. About uh, Bill Cosby's a freaking free man. Crazy. What a wild story. Bill Cosby's a free man after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his sexual assault conviction on basically a technicality. Bill said, quote, I've never changed my story. But the, the whole part about it being a technicality, because, listen, let me say this. It was 60 women who accused Bill Cosby of sexually assaulting them, right? 60. 60. Six, zero. And then it's a technicality that flipped it. I just had a story up a second ago that just came through about this because I, like you, am confused. I was like, how do you let a guy out that you said shouldn't be out and then we hear all this about? Okay, I'm going to pull it up here. It says, this is why Bill Cosby's rape conviction was overturned via BuzzFeed. The decision to toss out the conviction goes back to a 2005 press release in which the district attorney pledged not to file charges. 
So this has nothing to do with what he did or didn't do. It has something to do with what somebody said, wait, according but to this story back sh- in the day. Surely there's a new DA. Like, what is it? Okay, there is. Law and Order well, Victim would- Crimes Unit DA. on ABC. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Just I wouldn't think out. that there's... Hey, surely the judge went to the bench in the bureau and said... <laughs> Dang. I mean, that, just my guess, there's not the same guy or woman at from 2005. I think that's the problem. So the, the, the old one said this, so the new one has to comply. Yeah. Is that a majority of the state justices concluded that Cosby's constitutional rights had been violated when local prosecutors in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, charged him in 2015? The problem with that criminal case, the court found, was that a previous district attorney had announced a decade earlier that he would not face prosecution. There you go. That announcement triggered a series of events that included Cosby providing incriminating evidence against himself in a civil lawsuit, which then became part of a criminal lawsuit. Oh, my gosh. I think he's still a terrible, terrible person. I'm here. I'm here to say it. Awful. Bad. Bad, bad. Uh, Technicality. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, He'll he'll die out of prison now. I don't... This takes too long for stuff to happen. So he will die out of prison and he'll get to be a free man. Wow. And that sucks. I know. I saw something on, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but something, maybe y'all have seen it too, but it's like, God, it's so crazy. We live in a time where like Bill Cosby's free and Britney Spears is not. It's like we asked a free Britney and yeah. the universe goes, huh, free Cosby? <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. yes, they heard her off. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah. Uh. You almost got that meme description though. That's what you almost got that. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm always a little close. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite there. All right. Hey, uh, let's see here. Do we have time to take some calls? Yeah, I got a couple, a couple times, a couple of minutes. Uh, let's see, Alberta in New York. How are you? Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. I'm good. Hello, show. Hello. Hello. Um, I heard yesterday you announced that uh, the Raging Idiots are going to be at the New York State Fair in Syracuse. That and is that true. Is- that that is August twentieth, I believe. Right? Isn't that right? August twentieth. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will be there. State Fair. Are you coming? We will be. I will be there listening. I as soon as you announced it, I sent an email to my boss saying I need this day off, and it's only fifteen miles down the road, so it's really cool. Yeah, I did the same thing. Did my you boss. call the boss? Well, I was like, hey, I do it all the time. I need to be off. Mm-hmm. We like, need to be. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> work. Yeah, the Raging Idiots will be in Syracuse at the uh, New York State Fair, the Great New York State Fair, um, on August twentieth. Hope people come. It's only fair admission, so you pay like your few bucks to get in and come enjoy it. Or sit through a Raging Idiot show. I thought you were doing a dad joke there. Why? It's only fair admission. Sounds fair. Oh. Seems fair, but you weren't. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Alberta, thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Barbie, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. Oh, you almost got us. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Try it again, but do it all together, Barbie. Good morning, studio. Morning. <laughs> I am driving through Arkansas trying to find the Bobby Bones Mountain Pine sign. Mm-hmm. And I just thought if you could tell me a little hint as to what part of town it's in because I'm by myself and I'm not very good with the Internet. Well, if you drive to Mountain Pine, Arkansas, my hometown, you will see a sign that says Mountain Pine, Arkansas, uh, population 722, boyhood home of Bobby Bones. I mean, it's on. It's right on. Take a left at Arkansas Keith. He'll and, tell and, you. And yes, because sometimes Arkansas Keith will drive by the sign, and he'll see people standing there. He'll pull over. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. And he'll be like, how you guys doing? And they're like, yeah, we're good. We're, we were from whatever state. And he's like, I'm Arkansas Keith. What do you want to know? And he'll just talk to him about the town. The whole thing's funny. Love but that. if you drive to Mountain Pine, Arkansas, if you drive all the way into the town, 
You will. You cannot miss the sign. I promise you. Okay. Okay, I'm on Mount Ida right now, sitting here going, okay, I don't want to lose them again. I lost the call. So not, thank you not the so same much. Count. I appreciate y'all. You guys are wonderful. Mount Ida was actually a rival of ours. So get out of there. Get out of Mount Ida. <laughs> don't spend any money there. Go spend your money in Mount Pine. All right, thank you. Now, let me do this. The Raging Idiots, August 20th in Syracuse, New York. We're also playing in September two festivals, Bobby Fests in Wichita, Kansas, New Braunfels, Texas. Just playing a few shows. <laughs> You dying to know who they saw for the first time in forever? Yes. yes. Do you have any guesses? No. Mm-mm. There's a celebrity that people have not seen. This person kind of was like, I'm done with Hollywood. I'm done acting. I'm done everything. Goodbye. And then nobody has seen him since. He didn't die. Don't know where he went. Young or old? At this point, I mean, he's our age, so he's not. A, but we knew him when he was a kid. Doogie Hauser? No, but you're on the right track. Sitcom. Mark Paul Gossler? Nope. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, he has three names, though, like Mark Paul. Really? Yeah. Brian Austin Green? No, he's alive. <laughs> yeah. And we just saw well, him. Well, we know this person's alive. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, okay. Oh. Who was in Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. And was massive as a kid star. Is he the middle one? He was also in Lion King. He was the voice of Lion that's King. That's right. That's right. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the middle one and the biggest star on that show okay. as far as kids go. Um, and he was like, I'm done back in the day. But for the first time in forever, he was seen walking his dogs. First time been photographed in years. People like like big they like a bigfoot. <laughs> it was a whole story. Like we've spotted Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the wild, and so I'm curious. Oh wow! What are you saying? I just had to Google it right uh, away. Show, I need show me to the see picture him. you're looking at. It doesn't even look like him anymore. I wouldn't have recognized him. X that you got to uh, add. Oh my bad. Right there. Yeah, I wouldn't know that was him. Mm-hmm. He's in sunglasses and a hat. Are we sure that's just not some guy? And they were just like, <laughs> make that look. Hey, write the headline. Maybe it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Jeff, a truck driver in North Carolina, is on the phone. Jeff, what's going on with you? Hey, Bobby. How you doing? Hello, studio. Hey, what's happening? Hey, uh, I just wanted to let you know, um, I, I watched your show, um, Breaking Bobby Bones, for the first time. And I've been binge watching it i'm a cross-country truck driver and when I, i've been recording everything so i when i get home that's what i do i sit and watch bobby bones breaking bobby bones <laughs> well, <laughs> so. i appreciate that before you started it were you apprehensive or were you thinking it was going to be pretty good well i mean i've been listening to your show and i like your personality so i kind of figured it would probably be a halfway decent show and it actually turned out to be a really good show um i gotta admit you got you got some nads, brother. I mean, because after the stuff that you did, there would be no way I would do it. I'm 66 years old. There's no way I would do <laughs> any part of that. So um, my hats go off to you, and and I and I appreciate everything that you do for veterans and police officers, and um, and and Eddie and his his walk across uh, North Carolina, or excuse me, from Tennessee to wherever he walked from. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His, his his hundred miles. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but uh, I, I, that's good stuff right there. Well, that's anyways, very kind I'm of you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. Drive safe out there, and thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. You have a good day. You too, man. You know, speak, speaking of veterans, I mentioned this, but on Sunday night, which is Fourth of July, and you can't watch it live. I get it. Uh, I ask that you do if you can. But speaking of veterans, Ralph, I told you the the, the guy that I spent an episode with lost both of his legs. IED. Boom. Lost him. It was like, what do I do now? 
never played hockey in his life, learned hockey on a video game, got good enough. He joined, he's on the Paralympic U.S. hockey team. They won a gold medal. Amazing. That's not the spoiler, by the way. You know, it's not about him winning the gold medal. Like, it's just an amazing story of a veteran who went and was doing everything he could to make sure that we stay safe. And then something happened to him that was terrible in how he fought back. But that's on Breaking Bobby Bones Sunday night. And if you watch live, that's great. You can watch on Amazon, um, Disney Plus on July 7th. It goes up now on the 7th. But it is, I mean, Ralph, man, that's my guy. Like, I just. Just, you know, and what that show is at the end of it, I try to do something back for people who have done so much for others. There's definitely some extreme home makeover in that show. You know, for me, that show, it was a lot of other shows that I'd watched and found amazing things in. Um, Jackass, obviously, when we doing stupid stuff. Uh, extreme home makeover, when they do it at the end, we're like, they give back. Uh, dirty jobs a little bit. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. But mostly this show. Mostly this show and what I do with my life. And so when you guys call and you say nice things, like that touches me because like they Nat, Nat Geo let me do the show I want. And and who knows if it's gonna be successful enough to get a season two. God, I hope so. Well, I eighty percent hope so. Because I, now I, you're gonna go out and well, do that's more the thing. Things. He's talking about have nads. I have no nads. <laughs> I so it's hard for you. <laughs> it's it's awful for me. But I'm supposed to be uncomfortable because these people and their stories have their lives have been uncomfortable at a point. And I'm telling their story and also being very uncomfortable. Um, but I hope you guys check it out Sunday night. We had a re- few really fantastic weeks of ratings. And then we had one week last week that wasn't that great. So we're looking to bounce back this week. But it's just like live TV. Like who watches it in general? I'm asking that question. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't. That's why I, I do for Breaking Bobby Bones because I'm never going to ask somebody to do something I don't do. Unless it's a sporting event or American Idol Like because I'm on that show and I, I, I need to watch live. Um, I don't watch a lot of live TV. So for you listeners that do watch it live – like I, I just so appreciative because the longer the show stays on the air, you know, the more that I and we can do for other people. But Sunday night, you're gonna love you're gonna love this episode. Um, okay. There you go. Let's see. Let me take another call here. Uh, Eric in Louisiana, you are on the show. What's happening, buddy? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I was just calling the pat lunchbox on the back for returning that lady's wallet. Uh, it wasn't his color anyways. Nice. But, Let's uh, think about that. Also, it's about time someone notices that I did something nice and calls in and you know tells me what a great job I did because I I did do something awesome. I gave that lady her life back and she doesn't even realize it and no one acknowledges okay. that right. fact. All so. right. Yes, we have. We have many times. What else, <laughs> Eric? I'm sorry. Uh, good good job, Eddie. Congratulations no. for doing all that you, you do <laughs> in the studio for raising all that money. And Thanks, also, an uh, underlining story here that y'all might not thought of is. Would, it would really fire lunch up. Scuba may be a Guinness Book World Record holder for the slowest driver from West Virginia to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Oh, That's funny, God. Eric. I appreciate that call. <laughs> Thank you for listening, bud. Yep. Yeah, I've got All right. Bye. There's this Reddit thread that I get on. It's called, like, uh, Housewives of Nashville or something, and they just gossip about people. Oh. It's hilarious. Because they're wrong a lot of the time. But I like it. I like to go over and just... They were talking about you and one of them. And what did they say? They were like, why is Amy gone for the Bobby Bone show? And they were making all these theories. And I was all. on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's cool. And I was like... And I want to just write, her dad died. And some of them were like, maybe it was her dad. He died. I'm like, yeah, no crap. <laughs> uh, they had one about Caitlin and myself, but they have all these art. And then they just start gossiping at people. And they were like, well, John... The John Party one is why I'm bringing this up because... It's when he announced that he'd lost his, his he, he was on vocal rest. Mm-hmm. And they showed his Instagram picture and they're like, we know what this means. He's in rehab. Or that we know what this means. He's not selling concert tickets. 
people are so wrong. I can tell you right now, 100% fact, because I, I we're close to the parties. John's got a throat. He's not able to talk. He's on vocal rest to help his throat. He's ha- had issues there. But just know, when you see crap on the internet, it's just people guessing. Because they were so sure of that something was up with that John Party post. Yeah. They were like, no, we're certain. This sounds like rehab to me. And I'm going, people are just, they're, they're basically riding out of their butt. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's a good way to put it. They have no idea. And so when you see people write stuff on the internet in a, a comment or just know, hey, I don't know. So I, I got over there because they were talking about Carrie Underwood and one. And I was like, you guys, I got as myself, I just got on. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, but it wasn't mean. I was like, hey, I, this is funny to me. I like to read this place. You guys are about 65% accurate in what you're talking about here. Sometimes they're right about stuff. And I said, you guys are wrong about Carrie. She's actually really nice and really sweet. I said, she's really quiet. So sometimes people will, will take that as, or shy, as not being friendly. And I was like, you guys are so wrong. Although she didn't write that letter back to Lunchbox's seven-year-old <laughs> that, who wrote the letter to her. But that's not her fault, probably. Um, but that's what I did ye- yesterday and the day before. The whole flight from California back here yesterday. Out I, on I, was, I was on this page. <laughs> oh, man. But they started talking about, like, I think Morgan Wallen's baby mama. She's with somebody new. I didn't even know who she, she was. The mom is with, I mean, the baby mama's with someone new. Yeah. And they're talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I think that's who it was. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know, like, what. Uh, Are you getting on Reddit now? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie and act like I was too good for it because I enjoyed it. And I got over there. And again, I just identified myself as me. And I was like, hey, hope you guys are good. I like reading this. But just letting you guys know, you're only about 65% right. But some of your stuff is right. <laughs> Dude, they must be freaking out when they see you on I there. I don't think they care. Nobody cares. <laughs> really? Yeah, nobody cares. Huh. I mean. Because like Carrie Underwood's not getting on Reddit and responding to those people. But I'm John not, Hardy's not. But I'm not, again, exactly right. They're not because they're like real stars. Oh. I'm just a guy going, I sure would like to read some gossip. <laughs> 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 so that's what I did. Um, that was my night last night. Now, this is what Amy did last night that I found to be a bit peculiar is you slept in your guest room. Yes, because I wanted to see what my two guests nights ago, were. Was it? Whenever, whatever it was. Yeah, like I, it's something I recently wanted to do because I started to think like, we had a lot of people like stay at our, our, our house and I, know, I don't even know like what our guest room is like. I kind of just set it up and then left. Hopefully it's good. It's comfortable. They have what they need. I don't know. So I wanted to experience what my guests were experiencing so that maybe I can make it better. And I did find something I could add. You did like undercover boss to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I wanted to make sure like, okay, do we have like all the towels, all the toiletries I would need? So I kind of just spent like as though I was spending the night in my guest room. And overall, I had a good experience, but I did decide that I need to add a blanket like in underneath the comforter as a situation because it was getting kind of cold in that room for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why it's not the air's not spreading out evenly. So, boom, other than that, five stars. <laughs> I feel like I she rates herself on, <laughs> yeah. she gets on Airbnb. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to find this thread exact, I mean, the exact name if you want to find it. Oh, the it's Real called Housewives Ce- one? No, it's not. It's called Celeb Wives of Nashville. Okay. If you're just uh, curious about what's going on here. Uh, I think Morgan number two is the one who told me about it, but it's it's pretty gossipy. Not a lot. It's not all the way true, but it rarely is. But you, Mike, you ever read that crap? Yeah, all the time. Oh, you already knew what? about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they go hard on Morgan. Uh, oh, Wallen's I think something moment. literally just got posted that says, "Y'all, I'm dying at Bobby Bones talking directly about this Reddit sub on his show this morning." Yeah, I'm oh, talking about fast. it. Talking about because I love Man, it. Man, they're real fast. Unless they talk about me, that's why I'm being friends with them. 
You try to you get in your nice. You're on their side. You, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm start. I'm gonna start gossiping. You guys will never believe this about Riley Green. I started just dropping stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll get on there occasionally and be like, "This is true. This is not true." Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Colleen, Texas. A 42 year old man is on house arrest, has an ankle monitor, but he gets bored and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna head up to the police station and chat with the cops." So he goes up. His ankle monitor goes off, and they're like, hey, man, aren't you supposed to be on house arrest? They search him. He has drugs on him. Oh, man. Why I wonder you, if the drugs you? made him make that bad decision. Uh, I guess a lot of drugs because it was uh, possession with intent to deliver. So he must have had enough to look like he was selling it. Because you don't make that dumb of decision unless you're really dumb or you're under the influence, the influence. of something. Right. right? Did, did he have drugs on him and in him? I didn't say if he had him in him. I bet he had him on him, in him, over him, <laughs> drugs everywhere. Wow, what a dum-dum. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. So Raleigh police warn residents after a spitting cobra escapes from its owner. Hmm. Why people would want to have a spitting cobra to begin with? What is it? Spit? Venom? Yeah. Venom. Is it venom or is yeah. it just spit? It is venom it's that venom. it spits. The snake is native to dry and desert locations and will bite or spit if it's cornered. Mm. North Carolina State Professor of Aquatic, Wildlife, and Zoological Medicine, uh, Medicine, Greg Lubert, said the snake's venom can cause blindness, tissue damage, and even death. And so the cobra was seen around 5 p.m. Monday at the home of this person whenever it slithered off. So what do you think about this guy? Got a snake. If the snake hurts somebody, should he be in trouble? Yes, because he's in charge of a deadly object. An object. Well, an, an, an animal. animal. Yeah. Well, I'm Reptile. thinking like if, well. if, if... If my dog ran away and bit somebody, I would get in trouble. Yeah. If my, do- if, if my dog ran off, had a collar on, I said, hey, this is Bobby's dog. And if it bites you, you would get in trouble. And he bit somebody, I would get in trouble. Right. Does the cobra have a collar? I don't think so. No, no, no leash. <laughs> a little tag on there. Don't think about no <laughs> microchip in that cobra's tail. Uh, should he get in trouble? I guess so. He needs to make sure it's locked up. And what's up with snake person, right? Mm. What, what, what makes you snake person? Because snake person's all interesting. Interesting's Unique. a great word for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Different, mm-hmm. <laughs> special. Do you know any snake people? Yes, we all did. Yeah, we all worked with a snake person. Ooh, Elena. We, we did. Yes, uh, that's she had true. a snake. Yeah, she loved snakes, and, and that's that's the only snake person I can think of. And she was kind of emo. Yeah. yeah, emo is a good word. Different. Yeah. Like, snake like, person's always a little <laughs> different. Very nice, sweet. Like, you would never really think it. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I got a snake. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Man, if I was that guy's neighbor, I'd be scared to go anywhere, or even to go use the bathroom, sit on the toilet without looking in the toilet first. Mm-hmm. A snake could be anywhere. All right, that's what's up for today. Amy, what's going on? Oh, I'm kind of excited because I'm getting a spray tan today. I feel like you. <laughs> I haven't had one in a very long time, but... We were going to be out on the lake this weekend, and I thought, well, might as well test out getting a spray tan. Are you going? For the first time in a I, while. I actually have a girl. I'm using her. Are you using my girl? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I got the girl. I've, no, no. <laughs> using my girl. Well, yeah, but I, she wasn't recommended to me by you. Yeah, but I'm but, sure it came back around. Sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, never have a person. Because Lunchbox would be like, oh, yeah, you need something illegally done? Oh, I got a guy. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, uh, you need a spray tan? I got a girl. That's all I have. Um, no, I'm excited about it. What about you? Going to look at a bron- an old Bronco today. Oh, nice. Which are, we've been looking. We found one that did not have the back seat. The old Bronco, like, 
throughout those late 60s and all the way up through, I think, like, 77. They had the same body style. But this one didn't have a seat in the back. It was like a truck Bronco. We didn't like that one. We want, like, the old school yeah, you probably want a seat, seat in the back, yeah. top. And so we're going to look at one of those today. Um, probably do a few sit-ups, push-ups, kind of. Yeah. Getting 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 in the in the mood now. To, <laughs> wedding to, shape, yeah, wedding shape for sure. Uh, but that's it. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Amy Grant in studio. The Friday morning dance parties. Thanks for being here on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. <laughs>